Welcome to Tech Tuesday Unboxed, the Velip Tech Tuesday podcast. So today we're welcoming Uri Segev from AWS. Uri is, uh, how should I call what you do? I'm a serverless specialist solutions architect. Very long uh, title, but that's what I do. It's an S3, no? Uh, <laughs> no, no S3. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like it. So, uh, Uri, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? Um, so, my name is Uri. Um, I'm a server specialist uh, solutions architect with AWS. I was born in Argentina. I made Aliyah a long time ago, uh, 71. I married two daughters. I worked with um, in high tech all my career, uh, which is a long time. And um, that's it. So... When did you start working for uh, AWS? What, how did you got to be uh, uh, such a big master in uh, serverless? Okay, um, so I started working in AWS seven, almost six and a half years ago. I was working before that in, for IBM for a very long time, 18 years. And when my project, my last project I was working on was canceled or moved somewhere else, I looked for something new. I didn't find something interesting inside IBM. I started looking outside. I got a um, pop-up from LinkedIn from for AWS. It sounded interesting, and I just uh, applied and got accepted to AWS. Uh, that was six and a half years ago. I started my career in AWS as, uh, as a solutions architect, um, what we call a generalist. I was working on a lot of services with a small set of customers, uh, my customers. And after two and a half years, I became a serverless specialist. Um, and that's what I'm doing for the last four years. Wow, that's a lot of time. I, I think uh, in, in the, I don't know, in the high-tech world, four and a half years seems like a long time. I'm, I'm trying to think like serverless, right? Who is the audience for serverless services in AWS? Is it for the developers or is it for the DevOps or is it even for just people who want to create new uh, platforms, new uh, apps, and are not sure what to use yet? I would say that serverless is mainly for developers. Developers um, like it because it's, it lets them write their application and focus on the code, on the business logic that they need to develop, and not worry about all the infrastructure. That's a lot of stuff that they don't need to worry about. And so developers mainly... Um, if you need to write an application for your mobile phone, great, because all the mobile backend, you can do it with serverless technologies. I think those are the main uh, customers. And um, one of the ideas of serverless is that less operations, so maybe less for DevOps, although they're also al- always involved. But um, serverless is mainly for developers, I think. I actually have a serverless app that I run on Lambda. I, I love it. And I actually found it uh, very good for for me, as a DevOps engineer, I find it that it, it's very suitable for me to, to run it because I can use it for anything that I want, right? I can have it. Actually, my main idea is I don't want to use Kubernetes. That's true. Uh, Kubernetes is difficult. And um, yeah, um, yes, you can do a lot of things with serverless, with Lambda functions. And usually, actually, customers, when they start their journey with serverless, they, they will start with IT operations, all kind of IT automations and stuff like that. So that makes sense that you found it uh, very simple for you to, to develop an application very easily 
You just write the code, you run it in Lambda, you trigger it from a timer or something like that, an API, and, and you don't need to worry about anything because all the integrations and everything is being taken care of for you right. by AWS. Yeah, it sounds like you already know, know my app. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. know what it does, but it, you can do almost everything. Do you think that using um, AWS Lambda or uh, any, any serverless is uh, good for using in CICD? I, I'm actually always thinking, uh, I'm trying to compare it into uh, workers in Jenkins or in uh, GitLab workers. Is it, is it the same? Is it, can you run uh, difficult workloads on uh, serverless? So yes, yeah, so you can run very complex workloads on serverless. You can create um, a deployment pipeline um, using, you can use, I think we need to define what serverless means, first of all, okay? Yeah. So one of the things that we define serverless is that you don't need to worry about the infrastructure. You don't need to provision anything. You don't need to uh, think about the scale or the, uh, none of that. And you only pay for what you actually use uh, it's automatically highly available. You don't need to worry about availability zones and stuff. It automatically runs in the healthy availability zone, AZ. And it's scalable. Um, security is built in, highly available, and so on. So um, you can write very complex applications there. You can use um, services like step functions, okay, yeah. AWS step functions, to orchestrate a lot of services. And so you can have a deployment pipeline that runs inside step functions. Or you can use any of our other code services like code deploy, code pipeline, which are also serverless in some manner because you don't need to provision a lot of things. Depends on how you configure them. I'm guessing it has built-in uh, usage of uh, code commit like that, right? Yeah, uh, you can integrate with code commit, of course. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that's that's a big step up. What new services do you have uh, that are serverless, like? So Lambda step function is like the... Lambda and step functions are the basic yeah. ones, API gateway, right, for APIs, yeah. pro, uh, exposing APIs. We're talking about different integration services, messaging services like EventBridge, Amazon mm. EventBridge, uh, Amazon SQS, the simple queue service for queues, Amazon SNS, a simple notification service for topics. Um, uh, so those are the main uh, services did I mention EventBridge? I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you also have like Redshift. Like, but we have now a lot of other services that are being um, that also provide now a serverless flavor. So Redshift uh, serverless, that's Open crazy, Search right? serverless, yeah. Aurora serverless, uh, Open Search. I think I, I mentioned that. Um, a lot of other services that provide a serverless option, deployment option. And the reason is exactly that because you don't need to worry about a lot of the things that you don't want to worry about. Do I really want to uh, right-size my open search cluster up front? Or maybe I just create a cluster and it will scale automatically to the amount of data and the amount of um, operations I need. Um, so that's also a serverless because, again, when we say serverless, we mean that a lot of operations move to us, the provider, the cloud provider. So by giving you Redshift serverless, it means that you need to do less things on your cluster. You don't need to scale it. Uh, you don't need to size it up front. It yeah. will automatically scale to your need. I, I want to ask you, actually, uh, you can tell me you don't want to answer about it, but what about the case that Amazon had with Amazon Prime, right? They use serverless for a lot of their services, and then they said, okay, we need to, we need to do some more scaling on our own. We need to have some more uh, thought about how we do it. I'm interested about it. So Amazon Prime um, started their 
application, they, they develop something and they use serverless technologies for that. And later on, they, they change their application. And instead of doing something with, with specific scale, it went to a very much higher scale. And they used it in the wrong way, I think. Uh-huh. I don't know all the details. Yeah. Um, but one of the things about architectures is that they need to evolve. And if the application evolves, you need to also evolve your architecture. Right. And right. sometimes it doesn't fit, and sometimes it does. I think that they did something wrong there. They might have do it better with serverless. But again, I don't know all, all the details. I actually, I actually love it because it shows that uh, Amazon is agile. At, at that point right they they saw that something is not working and they said okay even though serverless is our flag in some kind of way uh, we can say okay we tried it and it's not working for that specific service it doesn't mean that it doesn't work for other services and I love it of course as a, as a company yeah okay so maybe let's talk about the future of serverless where do you see it like are we shifting towards the More serverless, less uh, less managed uh, infrastructure or less on-premise. Where do we go with that? Well, I'm not a prophet, right? From the, what you see currently and w- what are the trends? So the trends are, of course, moving from on-prem to the cloud. A lot of customers are doing it all the time, right? Um, and when they move to the cloud, they, they have options. That's one of the things that we provide. We provide options. They can go to EC2 instances to, if they want to use virtual instances or... Or they can use containers, Kubernetes or ECS, our container services, or they can use serverless technologies. And the idea is to use whatever makes sense for you, right? Um, in a lot of cases, serverless makes a yeah. lot of sense. Customers not always are familiar with serverless. They have misconceptions uh, about the price or the difficulty or um, vendor lock-in yeah. or stuff like that. They hear all kinds of things. So that's, sometimes they don't choose serverless, but they don't do it for their right purpose. option but but because of the right um, reason for for doing that yeah they only have uh, hammer, hammers and nails right? exactly so exactly they know how to develop a container so I'm going to use kubernetes or whatever right um, but it makes sense sometimes but sometimes it also doesn't so yeah so let me um, let's play a little game and I will tell you a word and you will just give me the first thing that come to your mind. Okay. <laughs> These are DevOps words, so uh, don't be alarmed. Okay. Uh, infrastructure is code. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you cannot have um, an application. You, you can write a code without infrastructure as code. You can write an application, but that's going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. If you want your application to be able to deploy it in development and in staging and production, and maybe then rep- replicate it to a different platform, A regen you must use infrastructure as code you cannot just go to the console and do that or using CLI using CLI for doing that because you will make mistakes yeah you must have you must use infrastructure as you code always make mistakes and it's always typos I don't know why yeah exactly it's the worst thing um, observability very important especially when you're talking about distributed applications and serverless in nature is a distributed application if you need to you need to know what your application does and for doing that you need observability you need to use logs for for debugging your application you need to use metrics to know how it behaves right from different per, um, uh, purposes right you need to have um, both the 
um, out of the box metrics to use them in a dashboard to know what's going on. But you also need to add your own custom metrics, probably your business metrics, maybe even your deployment metrics, right? What's your CI/CD pipeline looks like? And then you also need to have traces to to be able to see what's happening um, in an application because it's distributed, right? Uh, it goes. Yeah, traces are so important and I don't think uh, everybody use them. Right. Uh, AWS X-Ray, I think it's one of the best like uh, things that I, I had to encounter in the last, you know, <laughs> the last couple of years. I, I really think so, like from Jaeger and all the uh, usage of uh, X-Ray, as I said. Yeah. And also we had a few days... Uh, some other, like, we were talking about uh, tracing, and I think that it's so important. It's very important. I don't think people understand how many issues can you troubleshoot with proper tracing and how much you can improve your system with, with that. I agree. Um, okay, last one, uh, Kubernetes. Um, okay, Kubernetes is difficult, okay? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a container orchestrator, um, I think that a lot of customers choose Kubernetes for the wrong thing, for the wrong reason. They choose it because they want to have it on their CV. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, usually it's it's an overkill. Maybe I want to ask you, like, is serverless running on Kubernetes or it's completely... It's not running on Kubernetes. It's not? No. Because I see a lot of uh, uh, things like uh, Knative, right? that so, are using uh, serverless on Kubernetes. What do you think yeah, about things like that? I'm, I'm not very familiar with Knative. Yeah. I'm, I tell you the truth. It's, it's a way of running function as code on Kubernetes, but it's not really serverless because you still need to deploy and maintain the infrastructure in which the functions run on, right. which is not the case with Lambda, which, because we do that, right? We manage the infrastructure for you. Okay, thank you very much. We, uh, one last question. It's, uh, we love it when people recommend a movie for us oh uh, so can you please recommend us of our good movie a uh, good movie uh it's been a long time since 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 i've seen a very good movie been to the I, cinema yeah yes to the <laughs> cinema definitely wow. <laughs> uh one of the best movies i think is uh shawshank exam um uh, redemption redemption yeah I, I think so don't don't hate me babe because i have seen parts of it uh, my wife, I told her that the other day that I didn't saw it uh, completely, and she was like, "What? What? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the best movies, I think. Yeah, oh, so I'll take it, and I will see it very soon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Uri, thank you very much for being here. We will meet Uri on Tech Tuesdays on the thirteenth of January. It's gonna be on three o'clock, and we will talk about. We will do a deep dive into uh, AWS Lambda. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's the second part it's of the second part of series, right? Yeah. The yeah. previous one was about um, serverless as an overview, and now it's going to be about sort of a lambda deep dive. And while we're here, I also want to uh, recommend people to join the um, AWS Tech Tracks. We have um, a series of sessions for customers in person in floor 28 at AWS Experience uh, in our offices where people come to our offices, floor 28, and learn about different topics. I would like to promote the um, Modern Serverless Applications track. It's a series of six sessions where we talk about different topics of modern applications like microservices, event-driven applications, APIs, and we also have uh, deep dive sessions on Lambda, Step Functions, Event Bridge, including hands-on workshops. So I really recommend people register on our site and attending in person. 
thank you for the invitation. Uh, I think that the, the tech trucks are a great uh, initiative from IWS. And, thank uh, you. Thank you, and see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.